welcome to Promoted, the podcast which helps people get promoted and be great when you get there. I'm your host, Felicity Fury, CEO of We Aspire. And today we have a very special guest joining us, Sammy Fien. You have an impressive career and I feel like you're just getting started. You're a senior lecturer at Central Queensland University and exercise scientist by training. You've got a PhD. You're actually Dr. Sammy Fien and you hold a number number of other impressive titles. Tell us what else you do, Sammy. Hi, Felicity. Uh, thank you so much for letting me come on. Um, yeah, I do have a couple of different roles that I juggle, I guess. Um, so I have a PhD, like you said, um, so I'm a senior lecturer at Central Queensland University, um, been here for nearly five years, and then I also sit on a couple of board positions, um, or like executive committees, I would say, um, so I'm the National Wellbeing Advisor for Surf Life Saving Australia, um, and then I also sit in Surf Life Saving Queensland as their chair for their research panel. Um, and then I also sit as a Queensland Next Gen Ambassador for LASA, which is Leading Age Services Australia. So plenty, plenty of things to do in my world. Amazing. I don't know how you fit it all in. It's super impressive. And when we talk about promotion here, we don't just talk about promotion in your day job, which you actually have received recently. So another congratulations, by the way, moving up to a senior lecturer role, which I know is really challenging to do in the world of academia. You've also been recognised and promoted in these different roles outside of your day job. So the chair that you're talking about in the surf life saving space, what do you wish you knew before you got promoted into these positions? Yeah, great question. I kind of wish I would have more self-backing in myself. Um, I think that's a hard one for like myself and a lot of other people to kind of grasp at um, in terms of whether or not you fit the criteria of thinking, um, I wish like I knew now that you don't need to necessarily fit all 100% of the key criteria that's being asked for in that space. And if you make 70 to 80% and then can show where you're aiming to meet the other 20 to 30% in there um, and show that you've got a backing for future succession in that place, then you're actually more strategic and success successful in that area than someone who potentially already has all of those outcomes met and doesn't have future planning in place I think that'd be a big one I would say I wish I knew that's so interesting I literally had a conversation with someone today who was very senior in HR and she said if you promoted people once they had worked out exactly how to do the role they'd be bored when they get there and then that you're going to lose them and I thought oh that's so true I feel like I do need to have all the things you know all the boxes ticked before going for something but you went for it almost it sounds like before you were ready or before you had you know, everything sorted which I think is fantastic to have the courage to do that what would you say would be the most important things that got you promoted? What helped you get there into those roles? I think some important things to consider was how I manage a number of different roles in time management and proving that they weren't just stale and like stuck in a motion of not moving forward, that there were outcomes met in certain ways. So with like the chair um, role that kind of came in from um completing a mental health research project with Surf Life Saving Australia and then from there and like getting that up and running and like outcomes were being met so we were publishing papers um we were creating I guess surveys and trying to get evidence-based approach of happening it was kind of like this success plan of 
creating roles and getting tapped on shoulders and going, hey, we think you really meet this criteria of coming in as like our national wellbeing advisor because you're already doing this on the side and already coming to the meetings to report. So I think in some respect, roles will get made for you in that space from those up above when they see certain things coming into play where they're like, oh, we actually don't have that yet or it hasn't been thought of in that se in that sense because it's new and different. Um, so I think that's like something that I would imagine a lot more organisations and roles will probably start happening, especially like with artificial intelligence, that there's probably going to be a lot more roles happening, creating in that space where they weren't necessarily there. So they're going to start like appearing and taking those opportunities would be something you should take on. Um, so yeah, like I took on the National Wellbeing Advisor and then we kept going and like succeeding, I guess, in that space of moving forward. So we're still conducting the research in there. And then from what was being seen at that level, other people were seeing and recognizing that there was actually like a space in at Surf Life Saving Queensland where we had identified a massive gap previously and um, re-establishing that research panel. So sometimes it's like when I th thought of it as like I'm different and unique in this space where I do research and I'm a surf lifesaver, those specialties and making yourself being you and unique actually form like a really exciting role in that space so that's how like the I guess the research panel ended up getting re-established was that it's like the perfect opportunity with the perfect person in the role um, doesn't necessarily need to have you know massive amount of experience and um, I guess like professions of like different boards and different things and seniority and titles in that space of like I'm not a big professor yet or anything in that space but there's succession in place and there's exciting opportunities moving forward that I think myself and other people around go we can do this for a number of years not just have it and tick it off that item list and be like I'm just going to sit in this role and not really do anything um, so I think that's like something that I think really pushes it in that role of you can show that you're excited and you're wanting to like achieve certain areas and make something um, successful then I think that's like half your battle. And I think a bit of backstory on you Sammy is that your so, so say traditional research area wasn't surf life-saving you actually no. were in a different research space around um older populations and looking um, at their health and you've added this kind of into the mix and into your portfolio so I think that's been really cool you how you've been able to think about your passion some of your skill set and combine those things together and I'd say it's pretty unusual in your space is having multiple you know disciplines of research I mean it's in the exercise physiology space but you know it's outside of your you know outside of your lane in a sense um, how did you think about preparing for that? Did you have a specific approach? Did you go, I want to deliberately go into this area or did it come up because you were passionate and you wanted to contribute and make a difference? Yeah. What did you do to prepare? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I did ask around quite a lot of different people um, in academia to begin with in terms of do you stay in your niche? What does your bubble look like? Is it even acceptable to get out of your bubble? Um, is it a is it a done thing? Is it a sure thing in that space? And I actually got mixed approaches about it as well of saying, oh, actually, you're probably best staying in your like niche lane from where you do your PhD. Um, but I think a, 
a positive thing that came out of COVID was like, I love older adults and the research that I do in that space. But when COVID came in and you couldn't go in and you couldn't um, conduct research with older adults because of the high risk that the infection had, it kind of closed that door for a moment. And I thought, well, rather than stay stale and not move forward in any space with research, where do I, where do I go through from here? Um, and so there was, I guess, some conversations and uh, presentations I'd had completed with SURF before that of kind of picking their brains and saying, I think there's like some research we could really do in this space and highlighting the gap around mental health. Um, so then I think it was more of like that successful succession planning of going, well, now's the time because I can't do this at this point in time. So I'll learn to juggle and put this on the back burner and then start cooking with this pot over here. Um, and yeah, now it's kind of like really nicely interconnected, I think, in those themes around mental health, well-being, exercise for older adults and surf life-saving in the same space mm -hmm. where I can actually quite nicely adjoin the two in some respects and then also have them very excitingly on either side as like different approaches to my world of work so that I, for me, like don't get burnout and don't get fatigued on it. And I actually get to do stuff that I really love and am passionate about, which is really cool. That's awesome. I love that you've seen an opportunity where there could potentially have been a, oh, I can't do anything for potentially you know, a number of years. And I've seen researchers, uh, I know one who was working in a school and went, oh, well, I just can't collect my data. I'm just going to pause my research. But you actually saw an opportunity of, okay, well, what else could I create here? And I love that you've thought about that. And is that something, you know, you, you know, you naturally do is find these opportunities or is that kind of a perspective or a mindset that you've, that you've had? Um, and did that help you kind of evaluate that this opportunity would be the right one for you? I think it's a bit of both. I think I am quite, um, I wouldn't say lucky, but I've established a very good support network surrounding me in that space where um, the whole great minds think alike situation where I'm surrounded by very supportive people, but also people that are good critical thinkers and want to push the boundaries in the same space and don't want to stay still or be content with just as they are which makes it really exciting for me because I'm able to bounce off them and also help strive with them in that space to give them the opportunities. Um, but I also think it's something I also want to strive in that space of like, I read a lot of books and I read a lot of like self-development books, but I also like want to be in that area of growth mindset and don't want to, I guess, necessarily remain stale in that space. Um, I think because there's so much that like changes over time and very quickly, like in the last five years, I would say a lot of stuff, even in mental health, but just like everything in the world has changed very quickly and very dramatically. And I think that helps to emphasize to me that I'm like, oh, I've got to try and keep up with it in certain ways and frames of mind. Whereas others, it's like, okay, what have I learned as like my own ground blocks of foundation to kind of keep me stable throughout that time as well and not get too worried and chase down all these crazy rabbit holes and never actually complete or finish anything. I think that's the hard part too, is like making sure you actually have outcomes and then you complete them rather than running off and like getting all these cool roles and positions, but then never coming back to, okay, like what do we actually complete from this and what do we have to mm. show, which I think is a really hard one in the same space too, to try and like keep on track with that. Definitely. I feel, you know, as you're sharing, it's this balance of finding the right opportunity at the right time, but also kind of, um, you know, sticking seeing things go go past and go okay I'm going to jump on that 
And I'm also going to see it through to the end because I think that, you know, is so easy to do to go, oh, I'll try this out and then kind of go, oh, you know, that didn't work. I'm going to do something else now and chop and change. Uh, how did you stick with those things? Was there times, particularly in those new fields of research where you thought, okay, maybe this isn't going the way I expected it to go. I know you had to rally a national team around you to get this research to happen, which was a pretty incredible feat just in itself. Um, there is a question there. Um, but yeah, how did you how did you kind of um, approach that piece of it of actually the finishing part? Because I think that's really tough for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I think it works in different ways for different people. So I, I wish there was like a one one charm, fix it. And like, once you've done this and you've nailed it, it's like, you can do this every time. I really mm -hmm. wish sometimes that it was, but in the same space, I think it's great that it isn't because then each time when there is like an adversity or a block or a challenge, and then we like overcome it together as a team, I can go, yeah, that was exciting. Like we did that, we nailed that. Um, and I think like the tougher ones make the wins even bit like better because it's like we've we're coming along, we're like tracking along in that space. Um, mm. But I had had a like really good conversation that sticks to mind with a mentor of mine, um, and I still have it like stuck on my computer, and I can't even show it because it always stays there. Um, but basically, I've got three reasons why I do anything, which is. Um, I, I want it to impact on somebody or change policy. I want it to learn something new and I want to have fun. So if I don't meet those three criteria for me personally, then I don't, it's hard for me to actually complete and finish those outcomes because I'm trying to like self-fulfill at the same time. And I think if you can't fill your own cup first, uh, it's very hard to then lead a team and ensure um, that outcomes are actually met because if you don't believe it yourself then it's really hard to drive it and continue on in that space and that's probably why there's certain things where it's like you just you just want to give up because you're not meeting like your own mm -hmm. values or requirements that you've like nailed down as to what you want um, and I think that took a long time to actually realize what they were as like my top three and it was just purely of like fail try again, learn something new. Okay, that doesn't work. How does this work? Um, and some of the times I wish it was like a quicker process because some of those times like it went for months and I was like, oh, if only I'd known what I knew now, then that process would be so much quicker. But also in the same time, I think I was probably worth learning it and actually knowing it well so that I don't make that same mistake again. Or if I do, I know exactly what I need to do in that space to overcome it. So, yeah, I think it's like this hard balancing act that you get through um, and then half the time is literally you've got to be in it to learn it and not like hear it or see it from someone else too. Oh, my gosh, so much gold. I love that. Got to be in it to learn it. That's awesome. And I feel like you've unlocked this whole new level of enjoyment for life out of those three things because I definitely love the learning one. I resonate with that yeah. and the have fun and making an impact. I'm going, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to have that on a post-it on my computer now, Sammy, because... I can relate to all of those. And so great to ask those questions of yourself and continuing to reflect and engage in that conversation. My last question for you today is, who do you follow as a role model and why? Sounds like you're a big reader, so it might be a tricky one to answer with all of the oh, incredible yeah. people that you know. Is there anyone that comes to mind? Oh, too many <laughs> to begin with. It just like floods. My brain just goes... <laughs> um, but I think um, a really interesting one that I've like reread again was actually Grit by Angela Duckworth, um, which I think was just very fascinating to me because 
think without reading it first and like knowing about it now, I would have gone, oh, I have similar traits in there, but I wouldn't have said it was grit. Whereas now after reading it, I go, oh, I like the word grit. And I like the implications that comes with it around once you know where your grit scale is and where you sit in there, how to tailor it and go, right, how do I strengthen a certain area or how do I look at it from also, like I look at it now for other team members that I have or other people that I I work with and go, all right, where do they sit in there and why why do they sit there? And then I think that helps me communicate with them and try to get on their level to either persuade or perceive in a certain notion to get them to do something, to like get a job done or get an outcome perceived in the same space. So I think it's just a different way of thinking that I wasn't necessarily tapped into. Um, and then also because like her whole research was on that. And I just think that's so fascinating that you could do research on grit and actually make a scale about it. Um, yeah, just fascinates me that she like went into all those different like from children to those in the army and like everywhere in between to try and figure out what grit was. And I think that really excites me in research in that space. So good. Of course, a researcher would pick a researcher role model. Yeah. Thank you, Sammy <laughs> Fien. You are awesome. You've got my brain going in all different directions from this conversation today. Keep up the incredible work. You've been listening to the Promoted Podcast and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.